Hello friends, Dr. Joseph coming to you for day 12 of our Bible reading as we're going through 1 John. And uh, I'm going to be reading 1 John chapter 3 verses 11 through 18. And I'm going to be reading out of the New International Version. And this is what it says. This is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. Verse 16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and see his, brothers, his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. I would probably say that these are very, very rich verses. There's just so much that's happening in just these few verses together that it's so important to just understand uh, a little bit of what's happening here. It talks about in verse 11, it says, you heard from the beginning, we should love one another. Then verse 12, do not be like Cain. Now, this love that we should have one another should be uh, love like we are treating each other as brothers and sisters in the right way, in the godly way. And that's why he goes on to say, don't be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. This is actually uh, one of the first murders that is recorded in Scripture. And uh, why did he murder him? As it says, because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. I remember even it talk about how Abel's blood was a... Uh, a testimony of of what happened in that moment. Whenever Abel's blood fell, it became a testimony, became a prophecy even of of how people would treat one another. He goes on and said, "Do not be surprised, my brothers, my brothers, if the world hates you." So he's continuing on, and now he's giving this whole relationship. Cain is like the world, and here is. Um, here is Abel being like us that follow Christ. And so he's saying here in this moment that don't be surprised, my brothers, if the world hates you, if the world treats you like, like Cain. We know that we have passed from death to life. What a, what a beautiful picture that that is of what happens in that moment of salvation is that somebody passes from death to life. And why is that? Because we love our brothers. Now, does that mean that just because I love somebody that I am saved? Well, no. Instead, it's speaking of spiritual fruit. There are fruit in my life that shows that I am somebody that follows Christ, that I love somebody the way that God loves people. I, I love somebody the way that Jesus loves people. And he goes on to, to say here, anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. Of course, we see even Jesus would affirm this. Uh, you know, he would say uh, in his Sermon on the Mount that even if you look at somebody with anger in your heart, you've already committed murder against them. And so Jesus went beyond just the actions. He went into the heart 
uh, so much in this situation. So anyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. In fact, we even see Paul later affirm this, where he talks about how those that have their murderers are not going to inherit uh, eternal life. Now, does that mean that a murderer cannot be saved? No, it means that somebody that is has this hatred towards somebody. You cannot be a follower of Christ and have this hatred towards somebody in such a way that it causes you to act like this. And so that's just this, it's talking about the spiritual fruit. If somebody has a, a consistent hate towards somebody, I, we just can't see how it see how they can proclaim to know Christ in that moment. So it, it's really just a powerful picture here. And then it goes on to say in three sixteen, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down His life for for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. I really kind of think it's amazing the way that Scripture works out of how John 3.16, which is totally unintentional, uh, connects to immediately to 1 John 3.16. What is John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And this, in what we see in there, for God so loved, well, what's the saying in verse 16? This is how we know what love is that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Do you see how those are tied together? The only way that we're able to experience the love and the way that we were able to see the greatest love happen is that Jesus Christ laid down his life. And here's this call for us. This call for us as followers of Christ is to live sacrificially, to live a sacrificial life for others. Not to be somebody that has hatred towards somebody, but to love people the way that Jesus loved us. Jesus didn't look down from the cross and and say, "Oh, well, I'm only gonna I'm only gonna love those red haired people." No, he didn't say that. He died, as it talks about in Hebrews, once and for all, for all, for everyone. Right? Today is the day of salvation, and repentance is available for anyone. You know, and so this is a beautiful, beautiful picture. And here's the call that comes along with understanding the love of Jesus Christ, that he laid down his life for us, that we have this love that we are to share with others. And what does this look like? He talks about it even in verse 17. He says, if anyone has material possessions to see his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Now, does that mean that every single poor person uh, that I come across there in that moment that I've got to get rid of everything in my life and I've got to you know help that person and even forsaking my own family. That's not what this is talking about. It's talking about though, whenever we are confronted with a situation, whenever we're confronted with somebody that that is in need, right? Do we have mercy on them? And it does our mercy draw us into action? Does it draw us? Into that, or does it draw us into anger and frustration? Does it draw us into that? I think that's a legitimate question. We got to stop and we got to think about. And I love what it says in verse 18 Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. And we've heard this phrase over and over again, right? Don't just talk the talk, but walk the walk. You probably never even realized that that verse was there in Scripture. But what an amazing verse 
to stop and think about what John is saying. Don't just say that you love people, show it. Don't just talk about all the love that you have for others, do it, right? Words are meaningless in these moments if there's no action behind them, if there's no real love behind them. And listen, friends, I want to tell you, that's so true in marriage. That's so true in all relationships that we have. We can say all day long, I do, I do. But if our, work, if our actions say, I don't, something is wrong. And what a great reminder for us. Listen, there needs to be this great coming together, this great matching up of what we say that we believe formally and what we do functionally. And so whenever that comes together and I say, I love people the way that Jesus loves me. I love them sacrificially. I love them with mercy. I love them in a way that there's no hatred behind. There's no motivation behind me or anything like that. I simply just want to love people here in this moment. And we do it not for ourselves, but we do it for the glory of God. That's why Jesus came, not for himself. He came to serve right? And what a great reminder for us. This is the love that we are to have. It's the love that we are to share. And it's the love as well that we are to help people see and know in us. And so my prayer for us, as we just continue on, as we're reading through God's word, as we're just continuing through this series, is that this love will be a brand for us that people will see in our lives, that they will see Christ in us and that they'll not just hear it, but they will truly see it, and it'll all be for God's glory. Thank you again, friends, for listening in. We look forward to the next time that we're able to come back together and read God's Word. Please make sure you're staying up to date, and we uh, look forward to connecting next time. God bless. <music>